forever. Dog. Hello. Welcome to Godcast, everybody. I am your host, God, and I'm joined as always by... Yeah, yeah. I was, oh, I was, you took that pause, and usually you say my name, and then... Uh, oh, hi. <laughs> I was trying to give you agency. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, it's Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, everybody. June is Pride Month, and I am very pleased to have this opportunity to discuss something. Apparently, the entire basis for the bigotry against homosexuality at least in Western culture, is from one line repeated twice in the Old Testament. And that line is, Thou shalt not lie with a man as thou liest with a woman. It is an abomination. Now, I'm going to explain that. Joan, what do you think I meant by that line? Well, I would never presume to understand what you meant. It sounds like you're saying, don't don't do that. Two men don't lie together, but I know how you really feel, so why don't you tell the audience? What I was saying is you don't lie to a man the same way you lie to a woman. Oh, two, not with. That's it's that simple. When you lie to a man, men are kind of dumb. You can be direct about it. You can just make up shit and they'll believe it. With a woman, you have to be more subtle. Am I cheating on you, Joan? How dare you ask that? Oh. I, 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 think, I think you have the problem. Oh, so you should have wor- used the word fibbing instead of lying, which has two connotations, and maybe it would have been more clear. Well, I did, Joan, in Ara-fucking-Maic. That's oh. what I did. In Aramaic, that's what it was. But then in <gasps> translation, you know, through Greek and then to English, it became this whole Mishigas. And unfortunately, it's condemned untold generations of innocent people to bigotry and, in some cases, death. So I'm trying to clarify it now. Okay. Well, can I say something to the audience at home who can't see you the way I can? Today, God, is he had his beard dyed in rainbow colors. It's spectacular. He is also wearing his toga that says love is love. So if there was any question about how God felt, now you know. Let me repeat something I've said over and over again through the centuries. Straight, gay, lesbian, bi, rich, poor, black, white, all of you, every one of you, you're equally smiteable in my sight. It's true. I've seen it happen. (laughs) Another group that really has been outspoken in their condemnation of homosexuals is the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church is against that kind of sexuality. The Catholic Church is very vocal in speaking about the right way to have sex. I could keep repeating this with greater and greater sarcasm until the sarcasm exploded the microphone, but you get the idea. The Catholic Church is the last institution on the face of the earth that should be telling anybody how to have sex. Amen. Yes, amen. Happy Pride Month. So happy Pride Month, everybody. And now, Prayer of the Week. Prayer of the Week. 
Okay, I am very excited for the prayer of the week this week because we are introducing a new feature that I think is going to really enliven the segment. Joan, mm-hmm. tell them about yeah. it. Yeah, so, okay, so God, at the tweet of God, put out a link where you guys can leave audio messages that we might play in the air. Now, these messages can be prayers, they can be comments, questions, complaints, and um, so the exciting thing is we haven't heard this message yet. Um, The angels and Jesus chose a message. All they've told me is that it's from someone named Randy. 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 Okay. This could be anything. By the way, I don't know the content of this. Obviously, I'm in a position as God where I could, but I have chosen to not look into that part of my metaphysical infinite brain because I want this to be a surprise. No spoilers. Yeah. So I am very excited for this and just to hear a different voice on the show, whoever he or she is, because Randy's a name that could be a boy or a girl. I don't know. That's true. So um, It's going to be very exciting. I have no idea. Ah, This is cool. Okay. uh, Jesus, can you play the message? Hit the button, JC. Hey, God. Can I ask you one thing? Why Joan of of Arc doesn't have Joan cast or something? Yes. Honestly, I think that it could be a really great idea. I would pay for it. I would even download it on Forever Dog. Yeah. I would listen to it. So can you make it happen? Or at least raise raises her pay because, well, I think that she deserves her pay because, well, I mean, she's literally on fire, so it could be really a great composition, don't you think? Wow, uh, Randy, that is very generous to you. Okay, just to explain what's going on right now, I have slowed time. Actually, I have stopped time uh, for about a minute because I want to make a phone call here. Calling Kirsten Dunst. See if she's there. Yeah. Getting her machine. I could, of course, summon her live, bring her here, but I I prefer to do it this way. It's just more classy. Uh, Hi, Kirsten. This is God, G O D. We've met before. Hope you're doing well. Uh, I'm calling to follow up with you about a proposal I made once about being my co host on Godcast. I'm looking for a new co-host, I think, because my current one keeps taking liberties and abusing her power and embarrassing me on the air. We can't have that. It pisses me off to no fucking end. So please give me a call back when you have a chance. Uh, the number is, uh, well, I'll set the number off offline. If I give the number online, it'll be too many calls, but I'll text it to you. Okay, thanks. Bye. And now I'm going to unstop time and resume the conversation. Well, I, so, so uh, that is... Very, that was super generous of Randy to use his prayer for me, but I don't, I love my job here. I don't need, I don't need Randy. Yeah, no, no, I know, no, I, I completely understand. It wasn't you abusing your power, or trying to embarrass me, or making me look dumb and cheap in front of millions of listeners. I get that. I get that. Wait, you don't think I had anything to do with that message, do you? No, I told you I don't think you would do that. No. That was chosen by the angels and Jesus. I was just as surprised as you were. The same way that you were chosen by the angels. Yes. And Jesus. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a familiar working method for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll bet it is. I feel like you're being a little sarcastic and maybe you really don't believe me. I, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> 
but we'll talk about it more next week, possibly if if things work out and and you're you're here. We'll be right back. Coming up, a Pride Month exclusive, my interview with the legendary Freddie Mercury. My guest today is arguably the greatest singer and frontman in rock and roll history, and one of only two musicians to have a planet named after him. Please welcome Freddie Mercury. God, it's a pleasure to be here with you today. Uh, I just want to say uh, I am a big fan Big fan of you, not the religion, but you, big fan, because, you know, we all find you in different places. For me, you were in a tree. I see you in trees all the time, God. How does that work? How did you see me in a tree? Well, I look at a tree and a tree talks to me and, uh, and I look at it and I say, that is only God would have made something so beautiful. You know, it's like got real long legs, tall, long, bold legs greenery just 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 spewing greenery my only regret is i never wrote a song about a tree that reminds me of the famous poem by joyce kilmer that ends poems are made by fools like me but only god can make a tree well see there you go that's what i'm saying that's exactly what i'm saying right there although you know many of my songs make references to things related to trees right so like another one bites the dust where do you find dust you find dust in the woods there's dust it's the dirt and it all comes back to you god it all comes back to you so big fan i just want to have a big fan likewise freddie and i would love to chat with you this entire conversation about trees and other horticultural issues but i have a feeling some of the listeners might want to hear more about your life and music, if that's okay with you. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here, mate. That's why I'm here. So let's talk about where it all began for you, which, of course, was where? Zanzibar. Zanzibar, which at the time was a protectorate of, um, of the British uh, Empire. They had protectorates back then. I don't even know what that means. I guess they were protecting it, but they didn't do a good job because a few years in, there was a revolution so, you know, the Brits basically fucked it up. Can I say fucked it up? Can I cuss in front of God? Yes, you can. I, I use fornicate it up okay. usually, yes. but you can say fuck up. That's fine. Exactly. And so uh, I was there in the protectorate uh, to mom and dad. And mom and dad were originally, um, you know, Indian by way of Persia. So we were kind of all over. We had the best of all, you know, and we had... Um, we were Parsis. Have you heard of the you know the Parsis? Of course you know the Parsis. I mean you created this. And so the Parsis, as as I'm sure your listeners know, they fled the Persian Empire, go to India, uh Zoroastrians. Okay, let me stop you right there. Two things. First of all, my listeners don't know that they're dumb people. Secondly, Zoroastrianism. I'm fascinated by this. This explain to our listeners, Sue, as I just said, not very bright, what Zoroastrianism is. Well, I love it. I love how you pronounce it. It's so beautiful when you say Zoroastrian because really, I mean, that could confuse your American listeners because it is not a religion based on Zoro. It's not a religion where we wore masks and, you know, use swords. Although that sounds like a fun religion too. Zoroastrianism, first monotheistic religion, and uh, it was based on a very simple uh, philosophy 
Good thoughts, good words, good deeds. It's just those three tenets. You just use those and you're, 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 you're set. It has three tenets? Three tenets. Not the tenants. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a landlord. The tenants. The ten- oh, tenants. Tenants, Got yes. It. Got it. Exactly. And so, and, and, and so you use those three and you live your life like that. And I, I, I lived my life. Of course, listen, um, I was born with four incisors in my teeth. So You're welcome, me- by the way. You're welcome. Four supernumerary incisors you were born with. And those you have credited, I know, with your amazing voice. Well, absolutely. I mean, because what happens is when you try to close your mouth, it just stays open just a, a second longer because your teeth are so long, it just takes longer to come down. And of course, when your mouth is going to remain open like that, you cannot do anything but ah, just it just a voice comes out. You know, it's like I didn't make it come out. The teeth wouldn't close. And so the voice comes out. And of course, as a boy, I didn't know that's what was going to happen. And they sent me to boarding school over there in India. And uh, they called me Bucky. Those little boys there called me Bucky, making fun of my buck, buck teeth. By the way, buck teeth are different than four incisors. Buck teeth will be if you're in the front like that. And then you look like a rabbit. But for me, I was in the back. It was more like, you know, like a dog, like a wolf, you know, like I'm ready to sing. Like a Bucky is like that. So... I don't know what happened to those boys. Probably just turned into bankers. I actually know what happened to them, and you're absolutely right. They all turned into bankers. Alcoholic bankers, of course. Uh, in one case, alcoholic. In two other cases, meth-addicted bankers. In all cases, however, bankers. You know what I love about you is your karma. Oh. Your karma is beautiful. The way you bring it back, I just... I always had faith that you would, you would have my back, and you did. And so, again, I don't want to make it about you, but I do want to say... You you work in mysterious ways. You've heard that before. I do. You've heard that before. But you mentioned karma, and I just want to very politely call bullshit on that. That's a Hindu thing. I don't do that. That's not how I work. Uh, karma doesn't work. Karma is not a boomerang. If anything, it's a frisbee. You just you just you, you throw it, and it it stays where you threw it. Doesn't come back. That is that that explains a lot about the past four years in America and how these people are still not locked up. But listen. Here's the point. The point is I go to boarding school and they call me Bucky. These fucking bastards call me Bucky. And I'm just a little boy. I'm a skinny boy. Of course I'm going to be a skinny boy. My parents are Persian, Indian. I'm going to be a skinny little boy and I'm looking for my way. And then I find the piano and the rest is history. Uh, Yes, so should we skip the rest then? Because then the interview would be over. If it's just history, I I just feel like we should d- delve into that perhaps a bit, just to if I, if only to fill out the time. Uh, but 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 what happened was so then I'm over there. I'm I'm you know I'm boarding school, and then as I told you, this revolution happens in Zanzibar. It's just ugly. I mean, it's just ugly, and that's when uh, my parents take me and my little sister, and we go to England. And really, England, I mean, as much as the Brits, you know, they, they don't have the best record, I owe my success to England because there is where I was able to get into the arts. I got some degrees because my parents, listen, parents from my part of the world make you get a degree. They do, they're not impressed with your voice. 
Hey, mom, mom and dad, look, I can play the piano. I can hold the tune. Oh, I can hold the tune. Well, they can hold a stick and beat you with it unless you get a degree. So I got my degree and, uh, and the rest is history. And that degree was in graphic art and design. Uh, people don't realize you actually use those skills to design the arms and the logo for the band Queen. Well, God, I'm a very visual person. Anyone who comes to my shows, no, I, I don't just sit at a piano, you know, and tickle the ivory, the keys, and, and, and you know, sing a couple of songs, take a little sip, do a little line, a little blow, and, and that's it. No, I mean, I'm moving. I mean, I'm shaking, you know. like It's like I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I would say Mick Jagger, Mick Jagger, I kind of gave him a run for his... For his money, I, maybe even more so. I mean, I did. I wouldn't stop moving, and it's visual, and it's the lights, and it's the sounds, and it's the show. People are there for the show. When you're on stage doing all these incredible theatrics, are you ever thinking about trees? Uh, is your are trees something that is on the back of your mind? You go back to and you think, hey, I wonder what that hickory is up to right now, for example. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Big fan of uh, the redwood. You know, I would go into the redwood forests here in, in California. I would just wander. I would just wander and, and just and just hug a red. Have you ever hugged a redwood? Okay, enough. So in 1970, you hook up with Brian May and Roger Taylor and John Deacon, and you form, of course, the band Queen. And the rest is history. So... Freddie Mercury, thank you for joining. No, you know, no, no, you know what? No, I'm gonna, I, I gotta, I can't end this early. I gotta keep going. I gotta keep going. Previously, we yeah. would smile. We would smile, and then they, they needed the, the singer, and I said I, I could do it, and I, and I, and I stepped in, and they were good bandmates. They were good bandmates, and I wasn't always good to them. I was not always good to them because I, 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 I come back and I, I realized I was selfish. God, I was selfish. I discovered that about myself. I loved to party, party. I put the art in the party. And you also were the first person, and I know because I know everything, the first person to turn party into a verb. It had only been a noun, but you, in 1973, in early October of that year, you used it for the first time ever as a verb, and linguistic history was made at that point. Absolutely. I remember that specifically. We're just in Wembley. we just done Wembley, and... Um, one of the guys said, let's go eat. Another one of the guys said, I'm going to go sleep. And I said, let's party. And then it was just from then on, it got taken over. And, and, I, and, I, really, and I really took it to heart. I mean, I partied. I partied. I partied. You know, you were there. You saw, you know, men, women, more men and women, just whatever was there. Blow. No blow. I was, I was snorting. What, I snorted a tree one time. Excuse me. Hold on a second. Joe, and stop drooling outside the studio. You can, you can, co you can come in. It's okay. Is that you can okay? come in. Yes, you can come I in. I just am a really big fan. This is Joan of Arc, uh, Freddie. This is my second banana. Hi. Hi, love. How are you, love? I normally hate the British because of what they did to France, but ah, I'm just, I'm nervous. Okay, it's fine. Let me just say to Joan right off the bat: no need to be nervous because Joan, from me to you, je t'aime. Je t'aime, oui. oui. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So, um, my lord, may I ask um, Mr. Mercury some questions? You could ask some questions. Just be advised this is not live and we may edit any or all of them out, but go ahead. As usual. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so I was wondering um, 
like now that you're in heaven and like some other really great musicians are in heaven, like Eddie Van Halen, like are, is there a super group and is there somewhere that we can see you perform in heaven with some of these amazing dead musicians? That's a great question, Joan. That's a great question. First of all, let me just tell you, um, we all just, we go to Elvis concerts all the time. I mean, huh. Elvis, yeah, he's got, a, he's got a residency up here. He does. And yeah, you know, and he is just, I mean, just every night, every night, every night. And it's hard. It's, stage time is hard. If you, people would think heaven has several stages. Right. One frigging stage. The hard thing for Elvis is that he died as Fat Elvis, and he's up mm-hmm. here as Fat Elvis. So he's performing as Fat Elvis every night. It's it's, it's a lot of sweat. Hmm. A lot of sweat. It's it's a sight to see. It's a sight to see. I mean, I sweat just watching him sweat. Ew. You know, yeah. It's but it's it's lovely. But we wait our turn, and so you know what what we do is because there's only one stage. Yeah. Um, what we do is we do Zoom shows. Yeah, you just do it online and we just give the link to the other people in heaven and they're up here and they're watching and it's and it's fun, you know, Frank Sinatra stops by, you know, um, Eddie Van stops mm. by. I'd love and- to see you perform with those guys. I just, it would be better live. I mean, you think like heaven. I mean, God, is there anything you could do about that? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things I, I can do. I'm not going to though. Uh, you know, the Wi-Fi is excellent up there, isn't it, Freddie? I gotta say, best Wi-Fi I have ever experienced. Not one instance of a spotty Wi-Fi. Well, thank you. You know, we have a saying up there: "Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's Wi-Fi." Boom! Boom! <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's why I get the big bucks, Fredo. Right there. I bought that T-shirt. I have that T-shirt, and I wear it all the time. I added one. One long vowel at the end of a phrase. One long vowel at the end of a phrase changed the whole meaning. That's that's what that's what it is to be got. It's that's brilliant. It it's brilliant. Got. By the way, God, can I ask you a question? Why is it you don't refer to me in my God-given name of Farouk, but you choose Freddie? Is it is it because you respect me and the choice I made later in life, or what is you, what are your thoughts on 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 not going with Farouk? I can call you Farouk if you like. I have no problem with that. Would you like Farouk? Well, it means fortunate, and you know I'm a fortunate human being, or I was, and um, and it's and 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 the and the is a good, it's a good, the is a great, mas- yeah, it's a great, it's a great tickle on the back of your throat. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, my chosen people have that. My chosen people have that sound in their language of Yiddish as well. Oh yes, oh yes, I've I've met many of them too. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Farouk it is. Farouk, like Baruch, like Baruch, but Farouk. Farouk. Okay, now, Freddie, let's talk about some of your songs. We Will Rock You. Mm -hmm. Great song. Everyone knows it. Mm -hmm. Anthem for the ages. Mm -hmm. Did you ever actually get around to rocking everyone? You know, it was, gosh, it was a really big gargantuan task to try and rock people. So we would always start with the intention of rocking people. But truth be told, we never did. It never, we never got around to it because we have so we have such a prolific catalogue of songs that by the time we got to "We Will Rock You," it was there was no rocking to do, and so 
you know, that actually led to one night we were backstage and I turned to the boys. I go, boys, we forgot to rock them. Yeah, because I just feel like at a certain point, We Will Rock You becomes an empty threat when you fail to rock them dozens and dozens of times. Had you rocked them, you could have then done a sequel song called We Have Rocked You. Exactly. And that, would, and that would have been a satisfying sequel, but you, you never got a chance to do that. Yeah, or, or I would choose to even get rid of the have and just say, we rocked you. I mean, that's, that, that shortens your song by a good 22 seconds and um, makes it so the kids nowadays will want to listen to it more. You know, these kids don't like long songs anymore because they have no attention span. They're on the apps, on the TikTok and the Tac Tac and the Tuk Tuk. Well, you know what? We rocked you. Ha ha. Done. They don't even know what happened. We are the champions. Hmm. What were you the champions of? We Are the Champions came about because we were, I don't know if you know about this, but the bands back then, the Stones, Queen, Who, Led Zeppelin, we had a kickball league. Did you know about this? I did. We had a kickball league and um, we, we were the champions. I mean, we, uh, we defeated uh, the Beatles, who by then had only two bandmates, because, no, 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 I'm sorry, wait a minute. This was the, the league was late 70s. No, they were around, but they were older. They were older. And so, but they made it because their experience got them there. But then we kicked their asses and we were the champions. I am so relieved that that song was more about kickball because I thought you meant the, the British. And as a French hundred year war veteran, I was very angry. No offense to you, Joan, but what happened was. We wrote it for the kickball. However, once the song became successful and Her Majesty the Queen called and said, can we use this to show off that we have kicked everyone's asses? We, we said, sure. I mean, we sold out. I will admit right now we sold out. But so it yeah. did become about, about uh, the, the competition with France. And so sorry. First of all, the Queen didn't talk like that. And I feel a little protective of her because I save her constantly. So... Back off on that. Secondly, you did win the kickball league. It was very impressive. But what was even more impressive to me was that David Bowie made it to the semifinals by himself. Yes. By himself. You had the advantage of being a band. He had nobody. He had one person playing the field. One person. Yeah, but he he, he would dress up as Ziggy and as himself. So it was like like two people at once. So he got to kick it twice. And he would kick once with the right foot. And then Ziggy was left footed. It was very confusing because, God damn it, every time he was on offense, it would take him a half an hour to have the second kicker come up. Sorry to yell at you again, but don't tell me what to damn. Okay? I, I, I get this constantly, and I'm just sick of it. Do not tell me what to damn. I'm sorry, Freddie. I didn't mean to yell at you. Sorry. Farouk. But don't tell go. me what to damn. You can, you can damn whatever you like, and I'll tell you why. I'm a big fan. Coming up, Freddie Mercury opens up about the time he told his mother he killed a guy. Okay, I'm going to quote a line of lyric. I would like you to expand on it for me. Tell me what you meant. All we hear is Radio Gaga. Mm, mm, mm. All we hear is Radio Gaga, Radio Gugu, Radio Gaga. I was, I was actually in um, Hungary listening to the radio and um it was a hungarian station and i'm sorry i'm sorry do i hear a dog in the background oh see i got dog i got i got pandemic puppy 
I got a pandemic puppy. That's what I did. I, I, it's a very adorable dog, but it's not going to be good. It could be hard to edit out this for sound. Uh, can you either can you either remove the dog or I can have it drop dead? Uh, I think you'd rather probably remove it, though. Uh, you know what I'm going to do is, first of all, I just want to tell Joan, no offense, Joan. Yeah. What? But uh, it's a German shepherd. Yeah, so I'm sorry about that. I don't think she has any hard feelings about the Germans. Uh, Germany didn't even exist back then. It was just no, a he bunch knows of isolated feel- cities. Uh, no, no, my lord, he knows how I feel about shepherds. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You asked me a question I was answering, and then the dog started. The goddamn bloody dog. Sorry, I don't mean to say goddamn. The Don, Don dog started barking. What was the question you asked me? I was asking you to explain the song Radio God God. I mean, Radio Gaga. Exactly, precisely. So here I am. I'm in Hungary. I'm in a car. And I'm, of course, stoned as always, you know, got, you know, some blow and, and, and whatever, lewds or whatever else they gave me, right? And I'm just, I'm just out of my mind. And the driver is this Hungarian lad named Skrusflik. And Skrusflik, just, he just turns on the radio. And, I'm, and of course, in the, in, it's, it's in Hungarian. And all I hear is gaga gugu gaga 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 gaga, and I say Scrooge, what is he saying? And he say, oh, this is a, is our newest is is a newest song, it's a hottest song in Hungary, gaga gaga, and so I wrote a song about it. All I hear is radio gugu radio gaga, that's what happens when you go to Hungary. And of course, that song is actually the song that Lady Gaga named herself after. She heard that song and she's, for whatever reason, decided to name herself after that. And now she's Lady Gaga. It's no Lord Gaga as of uh, now. But uh, Well, she, she came, they were, they were, she was originally going to be called Rhapsody. Rhapsody. But she thought Lady Rhapsody is really hard for the American audience because there's the heish, you know, the heish, that's the silent heish. And the Americans, you know, quite... Don't want to be judgmental, but a little, little stupid. She didn't want to be... People, every time she'd go into public, they'd be like, hello, Lady Rahapsaday. Not judgmental at all. Americans are, are very stupid. But you do have a nice segue there. I was saving this for last, obviously. Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm, 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 mm. So much to talk about here. Let's just talk about... Start at the beginning. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy caught in a landslide with no escape from reality? What does that mean? You know, it was inspiration from you. I just remember that day as I was sitting there and I'm looking, I'm looking at this tree and I'm, I'm touching the tree and I'm saying, am I high or is this tree going out horizontally? I mean, it was like horizontal, you know, it was like a horizontal tree. I said, is this the real life or is this just fantasy? I felt like I was in a fantasy forest. And that's what happens when you take a lot of drugs and go into the woods. Freddie, would you like to be in a fantasy forest right now? Oh, I would love that. I would love that. You know, I remember as a child, there was a cartoon and the trees would talk and the mouths would talk and they had arms and I thought to myself, holy shit, I would love to just be an animal. Just a bird perched upon that tree. Freddie, for a few seconds, I'm going to make that happen. Oh, 
Oh. 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 That was that was quite enchanting. It's what that I was, do. That's the I gig. Felt, That's the gig, man. I felt like I was in a Disney Disney cartoon there for a minute. Yeah, well, you were animated. That's why everything looked very pastelly and drawn because you're in an animated world. Again, that's the gig. All right, back to Bohemian Rhapsody. Thank God. I mean, thank you. Yeah. Mama just killed a man, mm. put a gun against his head, pulled mm-hmm. the trigger, now he's dead. Mm-hmm. Autobiographical? Yeah, I killed the guy. Yeah, right. I did. I killed that guy. That guy yeah. was dead. But that that's the only part of the song that actually was like, I was sober and I killed the guy and I said, well, you know, what am I going to do? You know, do I deny it? Do I admit it? Your defense attorney would not advise you to do this. But I thought rather than waiting for the authorities to find out about it and then put me on trial, I would just preemptively admit to doing it in a song. This is called reverse psychology because they go, well, there's no way he could have done it because he admits to it in the song. Would you be that stupid? No, I'm brilliant. They never caught me. They never caught me. No, they never did. And you did kill that guy. I've always been intrigued by the, the following lines, which are, Mama, life had just begun, but now I've gone and thrown it all away. Yes, your life had just begun, but the other guy is dead. Isn't, isn't that the bigger problem? Doesn't he have it worse than you? I love analyzing this song, because what I did was, so this is how I did it, right? So I'm originally, I'm in the forest. Is this real? Is this not real? Then I kill the guy. I kill that guy, right? Now, this is me, right? The first part is me in the forest. Second part, I kill the guy. Third part, I, tw- I spin it on you, God. What I say is, I'm going to do this line from his point of view. Let me go in his point of view just for one lyric, right? Life had just begun. Now I've gone and thrown it all away because he died. You see, he threw it all away. How is being shot by somebody else throwing it all away? Well, he shouldn't have been there in the first place, you see. What happened was, it was one of those nights when we did, we did like four nights in a row, party, 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 party. And he that's was five, the le- that's five, that's five. So exactly. So that's how high I was. I don't remember if it was four or five, but it was five. And he was that one guest that would not leave. I mean, it was done. It was five nights. I said, get the fuck out of here. And he said, no. And so I shot him. So whose fault is that? His. I agree with you, except it was your fault. Joan? I can tell by your body language you have an urgent question for Mr. Mercury. Well, I know that um, it's so cool that you were knighted, but I was thinking, have you ever thought about why you weren't sainted like I was? Mm. And is that something you would want? Well, I believe, and maybe maybe God can correct me on this, I believe you need to be dead for 75 years before you are considered by the saint committee to be inducted into the saint hall of fame is this correct i mean that's what they told me when i applied that's exactly right yeah no, that's so, so. That, that's exactly how yes, it works but you have veto power don't you my lord i do but i try not to use it i feel like if a two-thirds majority of the saint senate and the saint house of representatives feel someone is worthy of becoming a saint i don't feel like i should veto that i feel like i should respect that level of majority. Now, okay. of course, of course, if they get rid of the filibuster, 
Mm-hmm. Then that changes everything. Then we could go ahead and start making saints like, you know, a year or two oh, I'm in. I'm all for that. And yeah. you have my vote as a saint. I get to vote. And I, you have my vote, Mr. Mercury. So, or Mr. Bolsara, which is your, you mentioned is your real name. And for anybody out there who's looking to start a rock and roll career, how did you choose that element? Were there other elements like fermium or uh, gadolinium or hydrogen that you thought about when choosing Mercury as your new last name? First of all, I would like to say I love every question you ask, Joan. And um, I do, yes, and I do also think that, yes, once sainted, I would just be Freddie of Zanzibar. Because you're Joan of Arc, why should oh, not? Yeah. You know, I need an of, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Freddie. I, I have to feel this because I made this clear in the introduction at the very top of this segment, Joan. Yeah. That he he is the namesake of a planet. You know. Yeah. He he came he came first, then the element, then the planet. He's one of two musicians who gave his name to a planet. The other being anybody, anybody, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Bruno, Bruno Mars. Mars was the other Bruno, one. Yes, of course. Yes, right. of course. Your Live Aid performance, 1985, often called the greatest concert of all time. What mm-hmm. was it about that day, that venue, that made that concert so magical? Uh, I would have to say the cocaine. It was really good cocaine. And it was such good cocaine that I really just, you know, I took one snort, two snort, three snort, four, five snort, six snort, have some more. And I just was like, all right, let's do this. And I remember backstage, all the other lads were there and who and uh, who not, you know, all of them. And they were all waiting on the sideline thinking, oh, Freddie's going to go up there and do, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 16 minutes. I did a solid 35 minutes of just left, right, left, right. I had the cane, you know, that cane. I had the cane. I had the tank top. By the way, I'm the first person who made the wife beater hip. And I didn't beat any women, I'll tell you that right now. I killed one guy, but I never hit no women. I think in the wake of the Me Too movement, they ought to rename the wife beater. I don't think, maybe like the wife respecter. Or the Freddy. Or the Freddy. That, that, that would be better too. I, I, think, I think the phrase wife beater is pretty uncomfortable at this point for all concerned. Although it's still a great look for you. This may seem like a random question. It is a random question, but I feel somehow obligated to ask it to you. Any comedy specials on on Netflix that you recommend that you've seen lately that you think might be something that other people might enjoy? Oh, love. I mean, I, I'm a big Netflix fan, big fan of the Netflix. When it comes to comedy specials, I mean, what am I going to do? I mean, i got to start out with that lad... Mez, Mez Jabroni. Oh, I love never that guy. Oh, I never heard of. I never heard of him. Oh, you. Well, you oh, I'll I'll put it on your Netflix queue, my lord. He's really good. Immigrant. It's called Immigrant, and you know I related to it because I too was an immigrant, but I went to England and he went to the United States, and I believe he might even be Persian or something. I don't even know. But if I had to watch one, I would start with that. And then from there, the beauty of Netflix, they got an algorithm. Don't know if you know about this, but it recommends the next thing you should watch. I mean, I don't even know how they figure that out, but it just, it just tells you, oh, you just watch this? Well, now try watching this. All right, I have another random question for you. And again, I don't know why I feel obliged to ask you this. Are there any comedy specials on the Peacock Network? 
that you would recommend for our listeners? And again, I don't know why I'm asking that. I just got my subscription. First of all, it's free. You can get a subscription for free. And the bit of it is, if you don't want to keep your subscription, you know, they, 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 they can start charging you, I don't know, a week, two weeks, whatever it is. Just read the fine print. But you could just unsubscribe before, in case. But what I would do is I'd go on there. There's this one I just saw. It was all about the pandemic. It's called Pandemic Warrior. And, and, and who's, who, who's special is that? I think it's the same guy. Is it Moz Jobrani, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Joe? I saw it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's very prolific. And I did that. I did the one-week trial on Peacock. I watched that and Girls 5 Eva, and it's so good, yeah. Oh, it's great. It's got mm-hmm. a lot of shows. It's got The Office. You can watch The Office, and then you just go watch the Moz Jobrani. By the way, here's what I tell people. Even if you don't want to watch it, just turn it on and let it just keep running over and over again so that the networks think that you're watching it so his numbers can go up. Because really, end of the day, you know, why not help a lad? Why not help a lad? Great great idea. Great advice. Thanks for being on the podcast, Freddie. By the way, uh, any other podcasts you would recommend? There's this one podcast I've been listening to. It's really just been uh, very educational. Like I'm learning a lot. Now, I'd love to know what that is. Yeah, it's called Back to School with Moz Jobrani. Now, I feel like I've heard the name Moz yes. Jobrani recently. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so he's, I, I, I'm slowly starting to just follow him a lot on his social medias, on his uh, podcast, on his, um, on his Twitter. He's all over the place. What because- is his Twitter handle? Well, it's at Moz Jobrani. Maybe you should spell that because our audience yes. is not... Yeah, yes, that's great that's it's at M A Z J O B R A N I. Hold on one second. You know damn well that most of my audience is going to hear the word Z and not understand mm. what the hell yes. that means. Yes. Could you please respell it in a way that people in California, Tennessee, Minnesota might understand? Yes, so what you're going to do is you're going to take M-A-Z, like zebra, J-O-B, like boy, R-A-N-I, Jobrani, Mars Jobrani. And that's for Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, even though he doesn't use it that much anymore. I just, fascinating discussion. I just, I, I feel we've completely gotten off the main thrust of this conversation somehow, but... Anyway, Freddie Mercury, thank you so much for being on the show. I I really appreciate it. I hope you're enjoying heaven. We're going to get you up on that main stage real soon, singing with Jimi Hendrix. And uh, Lou Reed will be kind of playing some rhythm guitar next to you. We'll have a lot of good stuff going on. I'm looking forward to it, you know, with Janis Joplin and all the all the all the men and women up here. We're going to have a great time. I really enjoy being on this podcast with you. And I appreciate you letting me finally tell the real story behind all of my stories yeah they're certain the, the, the yes they're stories they're excellent stories thank, thank you, you mr mercury thank you joan god bless i mean you bless That's our show, and that was Freddie Mercury, and what an awesome, awesome guy he was <gasps> and is. Wow. The coolest. Just the coolest. Yeah, he's just the coolest. I hope that's going to be a, a fond memory for you, Joan, mm-hmm, when, you, for sure. when you look back on your time as, as my second banana. Is this still about that Randy message? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. See you next week. Joe and Avark, more like Jump the Shark. I swear, I, I swear on Jesus' life that I had nothing to do with that. Don't swear on Jesus' life. First of all, but I don't life, know how else they get Jesus lives you. eternally. His, you can't swear on his life. He's never going to die. Dogcast is a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Alex Ramsey, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and David Jabberbaum. Original music by Gabe Lopez. Joan of Arc appears courtesy of Tara Sands. For more original podcasts, visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For ad-free episodes and exclusive bonus content from this show and others, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. And if you haven't already, remember to follow God on Twitter at The Tweet of God. Forever. Forever.